0: are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes, like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Right now, you can get an exclusive twenty percent off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's thrive cosmetics. c a u s e m e t i c s. slash thrive for twenty percent off your first order.
1: Sarah of Buffy, the, family, well, the Boys are
2: Welcome to We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. Yeah, we're the pop culture
3: professors. We are smart people, dumb topics.
2: Yep, yep, yep. And uh, sometimes we're also dumb topics ourselves. You know, I think that's fair to say, don't you? <laughs> you I like to uh, just... really
3: bring that on yourself a lot. Like yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're self-loathing at the top of the show is this become a consistent feature
2: (laughs) do you think it's gotten to the level of like a true cry for help or like what do you how would you categorize it
3: yeah yeah i think it's definitely a cry you know whether we're going to answer or not you know that's up to us uh as as the people on this call as well as the listeners later but for i think for right now i'm just going to acknowledge
2: okay okay and
3: and move along because of the whole show thing well
2: That's why you're such an excellent (laughs) professor of pop culture, Caitlin.
3: (laughs) So true. And I am Caitlin Bitsagai. You are Lauren Brickman.
2: It's true. Thank you for confidently telling me who I am because it has been a struggle. I could just feel. I could feel a veer off. I could feel a (laughs) veer off. Thank you. Take me sternly by the neck and just steer me in the right direction. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> like a cat Yeah So we are here to talk about standing today though, Lauren That is something mm-hmm. I'm, I I feel confident you can explain
2: Well, I think when I share my stand of the week Everyone's gonna understand why I'm already just so unhinged Because I have not recovered from what was the penultimate moment of my life and Penultimate? Okay Yeah, wow. right. yeah Because I- <laughs> So specific Yeah, yeah, yeah It's the second greatest thing that will ever happen to me, I think I, I'm going to cry. So I was in LA for the Latino, the Los Angeles Latino International Film Festival and got to see the Father of the Bride premiere. Wow. Starring Gloria Stefan. Yes, she was there. It was amazing. But then the next morning at 5am when I was on my plane back to New York, she was out there tweeting. She was on these internet streets <laughs> tweeting. And at 5am I was like, I'm going to tweet right back at her and let her know how great she was. And she responded. And Gloria and I, at five in the morning, we were having a moment on Twitter together. So this week, my stand of the week goes to Gloria Stefan. The rhythm got me at a young age and it never <laughs> let me go. And I love her. And she's such wow. a good actor. She's such a good actor. I hope she's in a million more movies. Wow, you're coming out of the dark and into <laughs> the light of Twitter. A uh, mm-hmm.
3: place notorious for making people feel great.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. It's, listen, I've been riding high on this for a week. A I, as you
3: should as you Thank should
2: you. so she was she was good in the movie has
3: she done a lot of acting
2: no no that was what my tweet at her was i go i hope this is just the first of many movies you're gonna do and she was like it was so special and i was like you're special and i really mean it you know anyways i, I agree <laughs> i think millions of fans all over the world yeah she's really talented and very beloved. <laughs> So you've discovered a new star on the rise. <laughs> well, no, I've I discovered her at like age two. I was I was popping on those albums and dancing around my mom's house from a young age. Mm-hmm. I just forgot how much I loved her. And I was reminded of it. Thank you know?
3: And that's what this movie is probably there to serve.
2: <sighs> yeah. Anyways, if you need me, I'll be watching it on a loop once it drops on HBO Max. OK, so Th-
3: please do no, That'd be
2: good. Please
3: don't call me. Okay. For those of you who may be reaching out to Lauren because of the cry for help, do it before (laughs) this drops on HBO Max because you're not going to get
2: through. Yeah, and we're not sponsored by HBO Max, but I will tell you it does drop on June 16th, in case you're wondering. All right. Scale it back. So, Caitlin, get me out of the hell I've created for myself and tell me what you're standing this week.
3: Funny enough, the title of what I'm standing this week really dovetails nicely with what you're going through emotionally. I am standing a strange loop. Uh, I'm also not the first person to discover this small indie project, as it recently won the Tony. Mm -hmm. for Best Mm -hmm. Musical, but I saw it right before. Uh, It's really fantastic, and I feel like you always know which one is going to win the Tony, Yeah, but it's not always the one that you're like, yeah, it flat out should, and Mm -hmm. there were some other good ones, like Six was amazing this year as well, Mm -hmm. but Strange Loop, uh, Run, Don't Walk, and it's so funny. Mm. It's like very powerful, but also very funny.
2: I can't wait to see it. Okay. I actually have I we have to get through this episode really fast. I've got a lot to accomplish before Father of the Bride drops.
3: Okay, fair enough. Well then let's welcome uh <laughs> someone else that we can't wait to see more of. Today's guest, John Marco Saresti. Welcome. Hello.
2: We were looking at your resume and we had a real beautiful mind moment. And you know we realized that you are part of something that we think about every single day of our lives. And that is the movie Hustlers.
1: Uh, I was hoping you were going to say my web series from 2011, but (laughs) sure, Hustlers, that's... That is
2: a second favorite of ours. We'll bring you you back for that episode as well. Mm -hmm, Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Yeah. But Caitlin and I famously have been thinking about Hustlers since we saw it in Jersey City and continue to wonder Mm -hmm. what genre the film is. But we're not going to focus all of our energy on Hustlers today. We are opening it up to just strippers in film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I have to say, I had so much fun preparing for
3: this episode. (laughs) So thank you ahead of time. Yes, we famously, as the audience knows, saw Hustlers uh, for my birthday after eating at the Cheesecake
2: Factory. (laughs) So really banner day. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, and you know, it's a it's a topic We personally felt really connected to And we know that you are beyond connected to you Because of your iconic star turn In the film, but Caitlin You have a really exciting credit this week For why you sort of
3: <laughs> Yes, we like to put our listeners at ease Tell them why, you know, our connection Mine is funny, mm-hmm. the only acting project I was ever in that I Warranted having a stand-in mm-hmm. The stand-in Was a stripper named Secret, nice gal
2: <laughs> i really like your name yeah i love that i love secret i wonder if secret is the stripper who saved my cell phone at christmas could
3: be i mean she went by secret like it wasn't like her like stripper name like it was
2: just like oh, around that was just her name okay so i don't know what if she used a different stage name okay i'm not sure Wow, because my cell phone was famously saved by a stripper who found it in the back of an Uber. Uh, but that's not my credit this week, as exciting no. as that was. My credit this week is that, never forget, I came dangerously close to being in Magic Mike Live in Vegas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> dangerously (laughs) close they were looking to replace the MC and were thinking about going in a different direction and for 24 hours I was pinned and then hours before I was supposed to take my zoom call with Channing they told me I was released (laughs) (laughs) that they decided to not change gears and that the understudy was going to move up to take over the main girl's role and they were just going to stick with the plan that they had Oh my. What does the MC
1: do in that show? Like, would you have like danced with them?
2: She's like the narrator that's sort of like stringing together the loose given circumstances of why everyone is on this fantastical journey. It was love it. One of the wildest auditions I've ever been to. And I laughed the whole time. I was like, what am I doing here? And then when they called and they're like, how quick could you move to Vegas? I was like, I mean, probably pretty quick. <laughs> it was wild.
3: I. This is such a sliding doors moment. You could have a totally yeah. different life. Yeah.
1: Vegas is tough. Oh, I was in Vegas <laughs> for a week recently. That was a rough, I don't know what it is, but everything about Vegas rubbed me the wrong. Wrong way. Wrong way. I mean, I was staying at a casino.
0: Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah.
1: And maybe if I had left that area, but it, did, it felt like that was everything. Everything's yeah. trying to scam you. The Wi-Fi costs money. Starbucks eight dollars for a coffee. See, it was everything I hate about capitalism.
2: On COVID, you're right. And Caitlin, this is a gr- I think I would have really thrived there. I think I would have built an empire. <laughs> yeah,
3: no. I, and and I'm assuming this was pre-pandemic, so you would have been there yeah. during COVID. And that, yeah. <laughs> is a, that's a book you could have published then. So we're you're so many milestones behind because of that understudy just being kind of good enough to stick around.
2: <laughs> yeah, they decided they they didn't want to reinvent the wheel and I uh, guess
3: I actually uncovered in research for this podcast that there is a website called com where mm-hmm. both male dancers and female comedians
2: can apply. Mm-hmm. Because they have the Vegas show, the tour. They do. And a couple, about two months ago now, I was asked if I wanted to re-audition. And I said, I'm not in a place where I feel comfortable doing that again. I, at this time, I could not move to Vegas wow. in 24 hours. So I, I I didn't. I let that sliding door close. Wow. But what yeah. if your special request of Channing? If Channing wants me at this point, he's going to have to call me himself. Because, listen, you wow. can't pin me. Gauntlet thrown down. Listen, listen, Channing. Ah! And he does. He loves this podcast. Listen, I I planned a whole day around thinking we were going to Zoom call, and then you ditched me. Like, listen, fool me once. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to fool me again, Channing. Not going to fool me again.
1: <laughs> That's the phrase.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right. Well, obviously, we're all experts on this topic. Yes. We're all ready to talk strippers and film. <laughs> I think I am so ready. Uh, Yeah,
3: John Malker, do you want to play a game? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) John Malker is like anything to get out of this chaos. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So inspired by Magic Mike, I was thinking about male strippers in film. And Mm. Magic Mike takes all the credit, but there have been other stripping scenes with men. Uh, So this game is called Magically Stripped or Tragically Dipped. It's easy. I'm going to give you the name of an actor and you tell me if he has performed stripping in a film. It's just that easy. So, magically right. stripped or tragically dipped? The first one, Ben Affleck. Magically stripped or tragically dipped?
1: No, wait. I have to ask. Do you mean like like they did a scene where they were a stripper? It wasn't just like he was in the room and was like...
2: This, wow, is, wow. this is a
3: great clarifying question because i did have a standard in my mind which was that they stripped for an audience okay it wasn't necessarily sure. th- they were professionally strippers in this film but they they were stripping for hooting and hollering
1: people i mean ben affleck definitely does not does not strike me as like a dancery type mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i gonna go no no dipped
3: dipped he magically stripped in Forces oh. of Nature, he ran out of money with Sandra Bullock on a road trip. Only way to get it was to strip. And the Manic Pixie Sandra Bullock, which is not a good role for her, no. uh, taught him how to
1: strip before. Oh, that's nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> it's, very yeah. Nice. it's a heartwarming tale, really. All right. What about Miles Teller? <laughs>
1: Oh boy. I know Whiplash. I know he's in that mm-hmm. new Godfather. Mm-hmm. Miles, I'm going to go dipped again.
3: Correct. Correct. All he right. did good, not, good. he did not strip in Whiplash or the offer <laughs> or, <laughs> or the Top Gun Maverick probably came closest, but not really. Uh, Michael Keaton tragically dipped or magically stripped.
1: I feel like there's probably an old eighties movie where he stripped. I'll go stripped.
3: Nailed it! He strips in Mister Mom, 1983's Mister mm. Mom. Love that movie. Nail Tyson Beckford.
1: Don't know who that is. Wow! <gasps> wow. I'm very bad with names too. But is it? Is it is something big that I would know?
3: I think you would recognize his face. But has he ever been not. in a
1: movie where he stripped?
3: <laughs> That's what I'm asking <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> Clever though. I'll go stripped.
3: He did in Chocolate City. He's a very <laughs> hot model guy. So, yeah. Uh, he was in. Are you familiar with Britney Spears, the toxic video?
1: A, f- a very familiar. He's,
3: he's driving with her on that motorcycle.
1: Okay. I, uh, yeah. I, I can visualize that. Very good looking. Yeah.
3: yeah. Very good mm-hmm. looking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It's another, it's the third thing we've discovered on this podcast already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dev Patel.
1: Dev Patel. I'm going to say uh, dipped.
3: Correct. But, he is going to be in an up and upcoming Chippendales movie but not playing a stripper playing the, uh, the guy that opened the club.
1: Good good good. Interesting.
3: Hmm. Christopher Walken.
1: Yes, no way.
3: He'd stripped in Pennies from Heaven. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Got to I mean, that one. He can, he can dance. We've seen it. Can. Uh Michael B Jordan.
1: I mean if he hasn't stripped he he certainly should.
3: And that's a Mm -hmm.
1: that's that's a guy. I'm gonna say stripped. (laughs) That is a guy. (laughs) I'm gonna say stripped. He
3: he dipped, but you you get a point for being right that he should. He should.
1: It's gotta happen eventually.
3: We'd like that. It should shout out Michael B. If you are looking at any scripts, maybe maybe a stripping thing. You know, we don't know. All right, Simu lu
1: Simu lu Okay, he was
3: in the Shang Chi film. I
1: say no. Dipped. He dipped so far.
2: Well, did we all see the Instagram video of him ripping <laughs> off the Ranger shirt the other day?
3: I did because I'm in a group chat with you. But <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't okay. know that 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 doesn't meet my criteria. It met my criteria. But, th- but thank you again. These these clarifying questions are
2: very important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> I appreciate them. Let me know if you need me to send you the link again, just so you can review the footage.
3: It doesn't. It doesn't disappear. As I've told you, our group texts—they don't disappear. I keep trying oh, okay, to okay, convince okay. you that stuff is permanent. <laughs> All right, only two left. Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Jake Gyllenhaal. I feel like he likes to do these weird indies. <laughs> I feel like s- stripped. He had to have done one.
3: Yes, Jarhead. Great call. Great call. And finally, John Goodman.
1: I feel like. Some episode of Roseanne, the later seasons <laughs> where they ran out of ideas. They said, Oh, they're not gonna make their electric bill this this month. He had to become a stripper. Stripped.
3: No, he dipped, but I oh. I again have to give you points for logic because mm-hmm. I am surprised that didn't happen. They're still going on the Connor, so it's not I mean, too late. It's not it's too late. They still don't oh, have God. any money. They still have no money. Dan so, Connor,
2: stripper. It could happen i'm interested to see it i'm mm-hmm. i think that john goodman can move oh he's shown us he can move i I believe he'd be good well thank you
3: john marco for playing magically stripped or tragically dipped you did
2: great your logic was always on point yeah thank you excellent job showing your work truly well i think we are getting a phone call from abc to ask us for uh more specific notes about Dan Connor stripping on the Connors. So we gotta yeah, yeah. we gotta talk to these executives real quick, but we'll be right back. Together. Together.
0: You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast.
2: All right. Well, the folks at ABC seem really thirsty for this plot. So keep an eye out for it next (laughs) season. And regardless of what it says on the on the credits, just know that the three of us, we came up with it. Yeah, we use weird pin names sometimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Speaking of something else we've come up with, uh, Caitlin, your thesis this week is important.
3: Okay, thank you. I would Mm -hmm. like to talk to you guys about What I really believe very strongly now, which is that there needs to be a sequel to Striptease, Striptease 2. Here's why. So the movie, if you don't remember, it was from 1996. Star Demi Moore. Uh, it, it, you know, it wasn't great. I've seen it. It's it's not amazing.
2: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And with GI Jane, which by the way I don't think needs to be remade or has a sequel in any way, kind of ended Demi's supremacy at the box office. Uh, at the time of of striptease, she was the highest paid actress ever. Not wow. even just at the time, but ever. She was getting 12.5 million a movie. And she, as uh, Lauren and I know, because we've read her book, Mm -hmm. the way she sort of approaches movie making is sort of to tell a story. Like, that's her big thing. It's like, I want to tell the story of. And that is no surprise to me that then she came up with the stripper point of view. But Mm -hmm. I think the movie has some issues. Number one, it's too, like, zany. Like, the plot is about blackmailing Burt Reynolds who plays a congressman and and it's like she has to be a stripper because her ex-husband has sort of framed her and she can't get other types of work and she has to support her daughter it's just like too complicated like just be a stripper I think though this movie was like a little ashamed of itself though at the Mm. time and I think it would come out louder and prouder these days I think one thing you had the specter of showgirls and how Even though that's not really a stripper, but Mm -hmm. a sexual dancing movie that was widely made fun of and had this cultural event. So, Striptease was going to have to be really good to get noticed, and it wasn't. But it's frustrating because in the 90s, you had more either dramatic or male-led movies about stripping or sex work – uh The Full Monty and Boogie Nights which also had Burt Reynolds comes to come to mind mm-hmm. and those were critically acclaimed like best picture nominees if The Full Monty was nominated for best picture I do believe mm-hmm. Um and Striptease just couldn't it, it sort of melted under all that weight I think and like i don't know if you guys have seen it there is like feminist moments in it it's kind of ham-fisted like demi mm. Moore like stands up to the club owner because the coasters are kind of gross and he's like these are sexist and it's like uh, it's the, i don't know the coasters maybe I, I don't know so i think this movie needs to come back number one we want demi back i think everything yeah. demi has done People get so excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a much more welcoming world to this type of content as we saw with hustlers. People were so mm. excited about hustlers. <laughs> and it, like, people went crazy for it. And it's, of course, Star JLo, who was what, 46 at the time or whatever? That doesn't matter anymore. And I think that it would be a chance to see different types of women do this. I don't think that the characters should be as, like, forced to strip. Um, Obviously, it's still a job, so we're all forced to have jobs in that way. But, like, not as, like, this is every reason why she can't do another job sort of logic. And this is what I think the plot should be and based ripped from the headlines like i'm a dang law and order uh i think it should be about the strippers unionizing uh mm. you may have read that in los angeles strippers are on strike because they are attempting to unionize mm-hmm. and it's a really interesting story and how they like it, how their customers support them or don't it's interesting so that is what I'm really pitching Striptease 2, starring Jimmy Moore. The topic is unionizing a strip club. Mm-hmm. I believe they were in Florida in the first one. And you know what? We can keep that. Florida has a lot of weird stuff going on all the time. And they love strippers there. So I don't want to take that away from them. It's our culture. So what do you guys think of Striptease 2? Wow. Wow. I mean, I mean
1: I, I've never seen Striptease 1, but I think based on, on... I like, <laughs> I like Jimmy. I like Demi Moore. Yeah. And I think I think strippers is a great... Listen, it takes a lot of skill. I Absolutely. Think we're, we're entering a new world of, uh, you know, OnlyFans isn't the same thing as stripping, but we've entered mm-hmm. a new world of, mm-hmm. like, how do oh. we use uh, sex? Jobs are being automated. Maybe that's part of it. Is yeah, all the that jobs is... are automated, so no one needs to work anymore.
3: Mm. I like the competition aspect, because if you're Demi and you're good at the dancing and all that mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. but then that goes away because a lot of only fans is just girl next door types yeah. hanging out with you sure it's because sure. that's oh my gosh that is another way times have changed people feel so isolated and then mm-hmm. what is that what her daughter from the first film who was played by rumor willis <laughs> could be an only fans girl and Ooh, it's generational like
1: what what if it's uh like i they make artificial intelligence stripper like like ibm makes a watson <laughs> Like a Watson for Jeopardy, but Watson for stripping. And it's one of those, like, what was that famous story? The guy, he's like competing with a a computer to build a railroad. And he, like, he beats the machine. Like someone who strips so hard, they spin so fast, they die ultimately, but they won. Okay, I like this.
3: I like this, but this is striptease three because now sure. we're going to go okay, into okay, Rocky okay. territory. Wow, where, right, this right. is to me, wow. is Rocky, and and tonally each movie can be wildly different. I uh, like that. I, I yes, this is it. And you know what? S- Sliced alone should be in this film. Now that now that we bring this up,
1: but OnlyFans, I could see like the way that like live comedians like go like people who are just TikTok and Instagram. I was like, well, that's not real. Like yes. there could be like a balance of like an OnlyFans. They get all this fame and she goes like, let's do a live, let's do a live strip battle. And there's like a back and forth. And it's like, oh, with no edits, how's it going to go?
2: Oh, Oh my God. Yes. I'm kind of mad. I'm once again mad that we've created something that I can't go watch. Like, I want to watch this so badly, Right. And... We have more, look, I think more opportunities for, look, who's there?
3: Comedians to be in this movie because wow. co- co- comedians can play more of the, you know, the TikTokers of mm-hmm, it all mm-hmm, and commenting mm-hmm. on it. <gasps> having TikTokers like comment on the battle that's ongoing. Like in a mm-hmm. sports movie where you see the sort of like sports center type guy give you an update of what's going on. Uh, this is okay. This is one of our best ideas ever. <laughs> I am so like, excited. like she could
1: maybe Demi finds, you know, someone who's like sexually a little bit like repressed mm-hmm. and uh-huh. in exchange uh-huh. for her, like teaching her how to like make TikToks and captions mm-hmm. and videos. Demi like teaches her how to like embrace her own version of sexuality. And it's this exchange of like technology and the real world. And it's just like a blending Ooh. of these two things. And I like the idea of like, you know, Demi is, is an older woman, but she's like, she's like, sex is power. You know, we, you can still be sexy at any age. Oh, yeah. It's very yeah. empowering. And yes. then she goes, these coasters are sexist. <laughs> they and bring
3: that back. They bring that back.
1: <laughs> they bring that back.
3: You know who needs to be in this movie? You know who needs to be in this movie? I'm the funniest person in the world, and I know that they take pole dancing classes from Instagram. Nicole Byer.
2: <gasps> oh, mm. yeah.
1: She did for the promo for her Netflix special. She did like a strip thing wearing a oh. hamburger like <laughs>
3: <laughs> she can bring that or not it's not my call
1: it is hard i've taken pole dancing class a couple times uh it's really hard
3: i would think it'd be really hard yeah like and you yeah. gotta
1: like get you got it's emotion it's like emotional like that's more why yeah. i did like can i can i try to be sexy without being silly about it and i cannot Yeah, I cannot. Oh, yeah, I think
2: it would be hard. So, what is the lesson learned from your foray into it? Like, what do you need most? Is it is Mm, it core mm, support? mm, Like, mm. what would you say to someone (laughs) trying to walk in?
1: I think, like, I think I do what. There weren't that many guys in the class. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm, but I think mm -hmm. I make the mistake that a lot of men and everyone were like I relied on my upper body for the moves, Mm -hmm. and within five minutes, my arms were shot. Yeah, and it's about it's about the legs. It's getting the legs in there.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: And and then the other part's just deep and emotional and you have to confront <laughs> yourself and be like, what does it mean to be sexy?
3: Yeah. Wow. I, I,
2: I, I don't know. I, I, think I'll, I think I'll just chicken out. I won't even do it. I think that's another striptease, right? One man's journey to find his sexiness.
3: Right? Okay, that's, yeah, that's one
2: we're doing for HBO Max. Yeah. 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 Striptease man's journey <laughs> <laughs> one man's journey and and demi's just like this wise sage that he goes to for like lessons yeah i like that and she needs the family needs a new franchise
3: because right? yeah we love him bruce willis is not working anymore, He's not working as, anymore. As, as as a family
2: they probably have enough money but like we can't be sure yeah we can't be sure we don't you know it <laughs> seems like a lot of money went into the carpet in her bathroom so <laughs>
3: A
0: lot yeah, going on
2: there. that's true. Well, we're doing all weekend, Lauren. We bought those books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah maybe I got it from the library. Never mind. Oh, God, thought I cheated her. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm excited for all of the strip cheeses. Strip teas two through 22. I'll be there for all of them. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, you know, in the spirit of developing uh, properties, John Marco, I know that not only are you a fabulous comedian, but you have a theater background. Mm. Ooh. And I assume. JLo heard that Jennifer Hudson e I I just have to imagine <laughs> that she got no rest, knowing that Jennifer Hudson is egotted. And so I have to imagine <laughs> that Jennifer Lopez is thirsty for her egot, and she's gonna bring hustlers to Broadway. And she was looking over her notes, she was looking at the call sheet, and she thought to herself, you know what? I gotta call up John for <laughs> the call sheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm because <laughs> I assume that's how all great Hollywood to Broadway projects are developed and so yeah. she's like cleaning mm-hmm. out a desk and she's mm-hmm. like All oh, right. right I yeah, forgot yeah. I printed this out yeah so this game <laughs> is called Hustlers goes Broadway because like Channing Tatum before her, JLo is producing her film into live theater infamy. But you, John Marco, have been called up and you are going to be the lead producer. And so I have a series of six questions I'm going to ask you uh, in order to bring this show to life. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Amazing. Question number one. Will this be a live theatrical experience a la Magic Mike Live or a prestige Broadway musical a la Gypsy.
1: I think <laughs>
2: a la gypsy.
1: Y- you're going to have to, <laughs> if you want this to sell,
2: mm-hmm. we
3: want need it to sell. To,
1: you got to make it a little bit interactive. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. part of some very bad interactive shows in my day. Okay. But the, I feel like if you're going to do a strip <laughs> club, you got to do, and my sister went to the magic Mike show in Vegas. So I know they bring up a person and they, they, they grind and all these things. And Mm -hmm. I think you're going to have to give some lap dances. I think there's going to be like an interactive front row.
2: Okay. Front row
1: gets gets the lap dances.
2: All right. So Hustlers is going the way of Magic Mike Live. We love this. Now, who do you think will anchor this Broadway show? Are we going to call up people from the film? Are we going to bring in Broadway? Are we going to find relative unknowns? Like who are going to be the stars that help us get this greenlit and funded?
1: I mean, j Lo's a j. Lo's a tough one. She definitely was mm-hmm. not free to do this. She's no. not, she's not going to give a lap dance to a stranger. That's for no, sure. No, no. Uh, I, but she's tough to replace. When she walked in that room, J-Lo, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow. That's a yeah. movie star. That's a movie star. Uh, gosh, who is of J-Lo's ability? Cause you got it. She had that's to have, she has maturity. She mm-hmm, has a little bit mm-hmm. of like, she's been there. She's done that. She's still got it. But she's a little tired. She's trying to figure out what's on the other side of this. Um, Oh God, you saw, I don't know the act- the actor's names. That's right. Who's, who's a J-Lo, J-Lo energy? She's like, she doesn't get along with Shakira, right? Shakira yeah, and her, so. like, seem to have some kind of beef. Yeah. Uh, I, I so think Shakira. That's right.
2: it's too bad. Oh, okay. So we're going- yeah. All right. So yeah. bring okay. the heat. All right. Bring the heat. All right. So this is going to start Shakira. Now, are we going to be getting, an original score or is this all new music or is it going to be known favorites? Oh, a jukebox. Wow! I feel
1: like this is where like Lin-Manuel would be willing to do it and it's going to (gasps) be like it's going to be rough. It's not going to be his most (laughs) lauded...
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay.
1: There's going to be some questions. Was he really the right voice to capture a female-driven
2: <laughs> musical about women's plight
1: in the stripping
2: industry? <laughs> this is really like it's the fair. most insane mash fair. I've ever heard played. Like, this is fair. It's I love a, it. You know what? I love that it's grounded in reality. All right. So, Lin Manuel is penning this original score. What is the title of the 11 o'clock number? <gasps>
1: All right, let's see. I think mean, it's it's definitely a movie about like it's a little bit of money porn. There's like a little bit of like rich like look at their <gasps> their wealth. Money so there's got to be something like when the money, something money d- don't buy happiness. Like something, and he adds that like he he makes the grammar bad just for money don't buy money don't buy smiles.
2: Money don't buy wow. smiles. Wow. Okay. 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 Now, this is, this is a toughie, but I know you're up to the challenge. Listen, the New York Times just dropped its review of the show. What is the title of that review?
1: Um, uh, dollar, dollar, dollar. That's all this is worth. Three dollars.
2: Wow. 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 Scathing. Well, wildly despite lin-manuel getting canceled for his original composition of the show and despite the times panning it people loved it and shockingly hustlers the american musical adventure has won the tony and you john marco as their lead producer get to give a 45 second acceptance speech on behalf of the entire hustlers and musical team are you ready to give your tony speech
1: uh yeah, sure.
2: Amazing. Whenever you're ready, the clock has begun.
1: When I got cast as man in glasses in the movie Hustlers, <laughs> I think a part of me knew I would someday be the lead producer on a musical version of this movie. <laughs> I find that after taking two pole dancing classes, I understood what it means to be a woman, not only in stripping, but in America. And I'm just so glad with my dear friend Lynn manuel could bring more of feminism to Broadway and to show that ladies, stripping might be fun, but... Don't buy smiles. <laughs> Thank you, everyone.
3: Wow.
2: Wow! wow. I love God, this, Charity. This was amazing. That was That's going viral. Um, th- you're a huge <laughs> hit at the Tonys, and everybody wants you to back their next project. That's incredible. Wow. Wow. Well, I think we need to take a break because I- I'm hearing that actual Tony award-winning producers are already hearing about Hustlers and Musical and want to invest. So we got to go... We got to go help John Marco get the best deal and we'll be right back.
1: Together.
3: Together.
2: All right, we are back. The deals have been made. Uh, Be sure to tune into the Tony Awards 2023 to see how this all shakes out. I I just want to take a moment mm-hmm. to actually do something that I haven't, traditionally done on this show and it circled back to something that was once a stand of the week oh wow it's grown uh, way back last summer when we had matt rubano uh comedian bassist uh, all around lovely gent on the show we talked about movies that rocked and that week i had just seen my first movie in a movie theater since lockdown and that movie was a movie about strippers called at zola did either of you mm. see this movie at zola no i still have it
1: Zola, uh, so, the one based on the tweet
2: yes it is the black I did. comedy I did see it. amazing so you already know then that it is an incredible film uh it was written by jeremy mm. o'harris and it is one of the most delightful films i have seen in a long time it was a huge hit at sundance film festival back in 2020 and uh it was put out by A 24 and as john Berger said it, it is the story brought to life of a series of tweets that a woman named zola posted uh about a weekend she spent in tampa florida trapping uh, She was a stripper in Detroit, met a girl named Stephanie and went down to earn some cash. And oh boy, does this movie have some wild twists and turns. And the biggest plot twist of them all is that it really did not get a ton of critical acclaim. Uh, it was well received and, and, you know, the reviews were, were good. The only awards it won was it won the Pioneers Award for the Black Film Critics Circle. Cool. It won Outstanding Supporting Actor at the Black Reel Awards. And it won, uh, Best Female Lead at the Independent Spirit Awards. Best Editing at the Independent Spirit Awards. The Palm Springs International Film Festival gave it the Creative Impact Award. And that's where the wins end. There were a handful of other nominations here and there, but none of the big ones. We didn't get a Globe. We didn't get an Oscar. We didn't get Mm. what really mattered. And so my thesis is a statement today uh, that I will not back down from. And that statement is, we need to retroactively give Atzola at least... An Oscar nomination if not a full-blown Oscar because wow. the casting is perfect the dialogue is fantastic the pacing no notes uh, it's super stylized with incredible art direction and the overall tone and direction of the film just really captures the spirit of the insanity of something going viral on top of the bizarre world building of the story and so I guess this is just me one asking Caitlin to finally watch the movie. It's been a year. Yeah, I know. I know. Good point and two, John Marco. Do you agree? Do you disagree? And, and, you know, would you sign my petition to get at Zola at minimum a nomination, if not an Academy award, retro. I, award?
1: I'll go with you on the nomination. I think okay. the ending, I forget exactly what happened, but it ended abruptly in a way that I was like, Oh yeah, it's based on a true story. It ended just kind of like, fine. I wanted something more explosive happen, but then, then it wouldn't be real. So I, I admire it. I admire it. I do agree that like the cast, the actors Mm -hmm. were on point. So good. Uh, Especially is his name Domingo. Yeah. Yeah. Domingo. He was good. Charming. And then like terrifying.
2: Yeah. It's just such an incredible dichotomy of just like the worst characters but they're just also still likable. Like you just want it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I get why she got in this car and went to Tampa. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to party with this crew, as terrifying as it is, and as surely as I would die. I'm like, yeah, I see how you get. It. I see how you end up there. It's interesting,
3: as you point out, that it got some awards that might lead to bigger mm-hmm. noms, and then it gets stopped. Do you think it was like? the topic do you think it was like racism
2: sexism or all these things together or i think it's all of those things plus i think it's the kind of movie that really got impacted by the lack of socialization happening in movie theaters right Mm. because i also think like The movie got made in the first place because because people were telling were like retweeting it and sharing it. Right? I don't think people were going to this movie last summer and then dragging five of their friends to go see it the next summer. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The next weekend, like case in point. As much as I loved it, I never got you to go see it because people just really weren't going a ton. So I think it was you know another victim of the COVID nineteen pandemic.
1: One might say the greatest victim. Yeah. of the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah, you I know? would say. The worst that, thing to have come yeah. of the pandemic.
2: Yeah, probably. You know, I, I feel like y'all are joking, but I feel like we're not that far off. I think it is really upsetting. Uh, but certainly it's racist. and it's. Ser- but I also think there's a little <laughs> bit to something, you said, John Marco, where like, I think a lot of people didn't give it a chance because they're like, oh, it's that Twitter story. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, yeah. Seems disposable. Everyone's,
1: yeah. so- the Academy's always going to dismiss sex i mean Mm -hmm. if something's Ah, too sexy they're just gonna go like oh this is this is filth
3: good point Mm -hmm.
1: it's the same way the academy dismisses comedy and Mm -hmm. i'm performing at a stand-up at a strip club tonight these things Mm -hmm. are closely aligned they deal with some base desires and so sometimes they get dismissed
2: yeah yeah and i think like it's unfortunate because then people miss the whole point that like it wasn't i mean like yes it's telling the story of these sex workers in a very specific sort of world but it's also just such a beautiful sort of love letter but also like condemnation of social media and the time we live in because exactly to your point john marco like i kind of hated it the ending was frustrating but at the same time it's like but that is twitter like no other movie i've ever seen has like taken me on the journey of watching something go viral and then just like how it just like evaporates so quickly right like yeah yeah yeah. right because it's like i don't know it reminded me a couple of years ago i had a friend who posted something that went viral and for like a couple of hours it was just like oh my god everyone was like talking about it and it was posting 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 and then like i I think I like turned on a movie or something and then like put my phone away. And when I came back, I was like, and we're all bored. It's over. It's just done. And there was no room resolution because everybody else got hungry and went to make dinner or something. You know what I mean? Like it is. There was just some things to me. I think the thing I loved about it more than anything else was I was like, oh, you like captured the pacing of that Internet mm. sensation in a way that I haven't seen anyone else do successfully to that level. And I just really liked that. It was sort of like being on a roller coaster, you know, got that heart palpitation going. And then I just went around the park eating snacks the rest of the day. That's that's my thesis. I don't know. That's all. That's like a roller. Real- mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, you have convinced. I had totally forgotten about the film, to be honest. I had a feeling you hadn't said anything in a while. And I was like, (laughs) you know, we talk every single day. And she hasn't once talked about at Zola. And I had a feeling, John Marco, that I could count on you as a connoisseur of comedy and strippers in film. I knew I could count on you to have seen it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I met I met Jeremy Harris way back in the day. So I was going there to not like it.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, one of those watches. And and,
1: sadly, I enjoyed myself. Ah, That's that's
2: really Uh, proof that it's good. Yeah, it had to really excel to be willing to say I wanted to hate it, but I didn't. Yeah, that tells that's a horrible pudding. feeling. I do feel bad for you. I'm so but sorry that, that happened. Yeah, that is a hard feeling. Definitely. Well, bef- before we wrap up, are there any strippers films that we didn't get to tonight that you're like? you love any iconic moments of stripping that you're like, this really shaped me as an artist, as a human, uh, anything you want to say about stripping in film that we haven't gotten to. I,
1: I just think a lot. I mean, it's not a movie, but I mm-hmm. always think about, uh, Chris Farley, mm-hmm. uh, famously Chippendales. his Chippendales. Yeah. And, and it's like, you, Chris Farley, just no one commits to no. that degree. And I, it's that same thing where, like, that's why I went to that pole dancing class was to be like, mm-hmm. "Can I do this?" And yeah. Chris Farley just like went for it. Yeah. And uh, uh, in that moment, he seems like he has no no fear, no shame, and obviously he was a uh, right. uh, had a lot of lot of things he was dealing with. But in those mm-hmm. moments, you're like, you're a genius. Oh yeah, it, it was just amazing. So that's the one I thought about the moment we talked about stripping. I just think about Chris Farley next to a Chippendales dancer who's. Who's jacked? Yeah, and Chris Farley, just like
2: being so good. Yeah, Patrick Swayze. Oh, right, we lost them both. Well, and do you? Th- we lost both of them. And like, I wonder, do you think if we hadn't lost Chris Farley so young, do you think we would have gotten to see the film of that character? Like, do you think we would have gotten a dale oh. dancer film eventually? Wow,
1: I think Maybe. so. I think right. so. I mean, we someone pointed out we would have to watch him in like grown ups one, two, and three.
2: <laughs> yeah, in I exchange it would be a for better that. One.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess those. Th- I watched one of those over the COVID break, and I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. my god, this is yeah. crazy that this was put on film." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yes, I would. I think Chris Farley would have done something like that.
2: Right. I just feel like he would have had to. It feels like because it felt like. As much as he starred in a lot of those movies that he did with Spade, like it was still like a, a two-hander of him and Spade. Like, I feel like he was destined to have his moment, his movie without Spade, right? Maybe Spade has a cameo, but like he needed to do his thing. Right?
1: Wasn't uh, Magic Mike 2, I don't think I saw, it, but was, wasn't Gabriel Iglesias in that?
2: Oh, yeah. I think
1: like that would have been like Chris Farley, but he would have stripped. I don't think yeah. Gabriel stripped in that, but like he would have mm-hmm. been the bus driver that like no one's there. And the, the yes. crowd is upset. They're about to leave. And he goes, all right. And uh, he goes up. And then when the sexy guys come out, they go, boo, yeah. boo, we want more Chris.
2: Oh, my God. It's kind of <laughs> like um, in Drop Dead Gorgeous when all the beauty queens get food poisoning. And so Kirsten Dunn sort of advances by default.
0: Mm. One of those things,
2: right? All of the sexy strippers decide to eat at the buffet at the gas station. And, uh-oh. <laughs> Bad those years. are real
1: moments by the way mm-hmm. i i have a comedy club and the only reason i got bumped from host to feature was the feature something happened he forgot who he was in the middle of his set and had to be escorted <sighs> off the stage and what? it was wild it was, it was wild went to the Aww. hospital it was very scary because he drove us there too. but people would ask me back then they'd say how do i bump up to a feature at bananas in hasbrook right. heights new jersey and i was like you can never recreate it yeah that's how people advance.
2: That is so wild, do you feel like John Markle that with your two classes of strip dancing um if the moment presented itself and they needed a stripper last minute, would you be able to step in the same way Chris Farley stepped in
1: i uh, I definitely could like put on a show if i mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I really had to do it, I would definitely get like drunk or stoned. I would have to okay. do something I'd have okay. to do something to myself okay, but like I think I could. But on a show, I think like after 20 seconds, all my moves would have been done and I would just be repeating. Like there's a certain point. It's like, yeah. how many circles can you do? How mm. many, how many bend and scoops can you do? But uh right. I'd like, I'd love to go for it. If someone offered me a role where I had to like study to be a stripper, yeah. 100% in that interests me very much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I well, love that. John Marco, if that EP is listening, wh- where can they follow you to <laughs> learn more?
1: My OnlyFans is okay. uh, John Marco. <laughs> you know, they, they keep trying to do comedy content on OnlyFans. And I'm like, oh. guys, I, I, it's not happening. Uh, so I'm everywhere. John uh, Marco Cerezi, at Gianmarco Marco Instagram, TikTok, uh, all the things. And then uh, my podcast is called The Downside.
2: Yeah. The Downside. Check it out. There's no downside to listening to the downside. So you got to go check it out. There you go. It's just that simple.
3: Well, Stan Stans, you can find us, as you know, at We Stand Social. Uh, follow
2: us, DM us, let us know other uh, guests and topics you'd like us to approach. And definitely be sure to slide into our DMs when you have watched Father of the Bride starring Gloria Estefan coming to HBO Max on June 16th, because I will be so excited to talk to you. I'm glad Time Warner is finally getting (laughs) the names of some of their properties out there. (laughs) You know, we have to do our part to help independent film. We're just elevating uh, <laughs> indie artists left and right. Uh, well, stand stands. this has been another uh, deeply unsettling foray into the bowels of pulp culture. But we love it. We love it so much. And John Marco, thank you so much. You've given me a lot to think about in terms of what I need to do to prepare for my moment before mm-hmm. I get on stage. Because uh, yeah. I would certainly just be doing a lot of circles at this point. And now I know <laughs> I got to bury it. I got to bury it. <laughs> Alright, we're going to look up some YouTube
3: tutorials. Until then, see you next time, Stance Dance. Bye!
0: Talmur is my home My family have worked the land for generations My grand says the island does not belong to us But we belong to the island And we must be ready For a great evil is coming And death follows with it Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing a Storyglass production presented by Realm. Available wherever you get your podcasts.